You are listening to Let It Fly, and I'm your host, Aaron Makem. You can reach me at scifidig at gmail.com. You can also go to scifidig.com and find all the other contact information that I have posted up there. And those of you that have not been uh, along since the beginning, not that it's been that long, um, I used to do a, a regular weekly podcast, a science fiction-based podcast called Sci-Fi Dig. And as time went on, I was finding less and less time to be able to sit down and do this. Um, sometimes the podcast would be very involved, um, where I would do episodic uh, discussions of, uh, of certain series, like Babylon 5 and things like that. And um, it just got to be too much after a while. So I wanted to find something that was uh, a little easier and a little more uh, off the cuff. So this is what I've uh, what I've come together, what, what I brought together in my mind that, that, that seems to work for me. And we've had a couple of uh, interesting things in the, uh, in the in geek culture happen uh, this week. Uh, one of those things is that apparently Heavy Metal Magazine not still around. Uh, they have opened up an office, I think, in Portland, and uh, they, are, they have a couple of science fiction comic titles, and apparently they're going to push for... Uh, push forward and try to do uh, more science fiction-based comic books. Now, I believe that the magazine itself is dead because if it's come up anywhere, I certainly haven't seen it. And uh, I really uh, enjoyed uh, Heavy Metal in its day. Uh, It was uh, like the only, well, there was Epic as well. But uh, Heavy Metal really had a, a good science fiction anthology and they had characters that would return. Um in the anthology, and just some really good stuff. I really enjoyed reading it. Of course, as a kid, you know, part of the problem was that uh, the level of violence and nudity were things they were not shy about. And I was usually able, um, it was on the, on the regular magazine rack in the bookstore, and I would go and read it. Um, uh, just stand there and try to find my favorite story, you know, and, and in the anthology and read it. And then uh, several times I was able to calm my mother into buying one. Um, you know, I'd be like, ah, you know, cause I, we always bought books and I'm like, Hey, you know, I want this. And she would go ahead and get it. And that happened like two or three times until one day she opened it and saw all the boobs and everything in it. And then she was like, yeah, you're not going to be getting this anymore. So I was done with that. Um, obviously we had the movie and then the sequel to the movie, the sequel was God awful. The movie was uh, really well done and, and, uh, everything kind of coalesced to make a fun film. The music, the animation, and the stories all kind of came together um, and worked pretty well for that movie. The uh, I remember they had a rights issue with the music, and so you couldn't find heavy metal. Um, you couldn't you couldn't get it on DVD. You couldn't get it on VHS. Um, one of the uh, I think Cinemax or somebody was was showing it periodically, and you could see it on there if you had that station. And I remember that I had bought the, the soundtrack to the album or to the movie um, when it came out um, on vinyl. And I never, uh, I probably listened to think 300 times. Easy. Just so many good songs on there. And never had seen the movie. And I remember when it came out on VHS, I was reading a magazine. They were announcing that they finally came to, uh, to grips with, uh, you know, being able to uh, pay for the music and do whatever had to be done there. And... I bought it the day it came out on VHS and proceeded to watch it two or three times. And then um, I remember buying the DVD when it was available. Um, just a, a, like I said, you might not like the animation, you might not like the music, you might not like the story, but there's one element in there you probably like. I liked it all. It coalesced into a very uh, interesting movie. 
And the same thing with the magazine. It was just there was just so much there to offer, so many uh, different stories. I'm I'm actually curious how many um, entire stories were published through Heavy Metal Magazine over its span, um, because you know on one hand, you know you'd pick it up and there were there were some anthologies you're like ah I just not I'm not really digging this you know but there were some that were out of this world and you're like ah I want more of this but if it was all together in a comic would it be as good or because it was broken up into an anthology and you couldn't wait for more, you'd pour over those pages over and over again, waiting for the next month, you know, of, uh, you know, things to come up, you know, uh, and it just, it was just a really good magazine. Um, the other thing that happened this week is that, uh, we got a Fantastic Four trailer, um, or teaser trailer. Um, this is a movie that, uh, it seems to be getting a lot of, uh, bad, I can't say bad press, a lot of uh, people are just talking badly about it, uh, even though there's nothing been produced, you know, at the time they announced that people were complaining and, and it kind of went on and on. Uh, part of it was the casting. I don't really care about the casting so much. I mean, my whole thing was, is when they were talking about uh, casting Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, I just didn't see it. And I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work. And then when I saw the first trailer, and saw him being Tony Stark, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like, he just, that is so good, and then when I saw the movie, I'm like, this is perfect, and then when you see the Avengers, forget all the other Iron Man, when you see the Avengers, he just really embodies Tony Stark, and and you're just like, wow, this is uh, just really well done, the way that they put that together, so what do I know about casting, you know, I pick something, I was like, ah, this is not going to work, or this is going to work, and then it doesn't work the way I want it to, or it doesn't come together, but the Fantastic Four, the other two films were kind of just okay. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't, I don't hate them. I don't love them. I don't own them on DVD. I've seen them a couple of times. They're just okay. Um, I wanted something a little bit grittier and a little bit darker. And it looks like we may be getting that with this film. Um, I don't really care how, uh, I don't really care about the casting. I don't really care how they connect the characters um, as long as there's a strong connection because the one thing that, I enjoy about the Fantastic Four is the is the kind of family bonded aspect of it, where they can fight and carry on with one another. Um, but you know they got each other's backs. But when they do have a falling out and somebody gets mad and leaves or goes to wander the earth like Cain, um, there you have a sense there. You have a, you have a feeling. You, you you know you can kind of feel that. You realize that that's important. It's not just uh, uh, well they're going to do this and then next week is going to be back kind of thing. I mean, sometimes they, you know, and they have their separate lives as well. Um, you got to really connect with the characters, and that's what they didn't do in the first one. You just didn't really care that much about the characters. I'm kind of hoping that they fix that um, in this film and then tie everything together the way it should be. But we, we, we shall see what, uh, what happens with that. But anyway, the, the little trailer, I uh, keep saying the word trailer, but it's not really, um, looks pretty good. Uh, it, uh, it looks as though... Uh, you know, they have the uh, the visuals down for the most part and uh, more like, a, um, looks more like an ultimate Fantastic Four, which I'm okay with. I know some people want the movies to be exactly like the comics. I don't understand that. It's a whole different universe. I don't understand people get caught up in that. It's like, well, you have the comics, so go read those. Why do you want a movie that's going to be exactly like the comics? Um, I just don't get that. I like, I like when they kind of make things a little different, myself personally. Um, the other thing that happened in the past couple of weeks is uh, I see Milestone Publishing is going to uh, um, 
go back in business, um, kind of resurrected from the dead kind of thing, but with different, uh, obviously some of the different partners since Dwayne McDuffie um, passed away. But, uh, I, you know, I, I really dug the milestone, a lot of the milestone characters um, and the stories. Um, the, it seems as though the best ones were ones that were just stories and they didn't really worry about preaching too much about, um, you know, trying to make uh, their whole focus being um, diversity in comics where it was like, well, you would, you know, your main characters, um, would not be white, um, anything but white. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed some of the stories. Sometimes they could get kind of preachy. Um, my, I guess my only complaint about, uh, what's coming up now with Milestone is, is one of the interviews, um, one of the guys that, that wasn't originally, uh, part of, uh, the, uh, the original milestone uh, group that got together wasn't one of the original partners. Um, did a couple of interviews, and uh, from what I've read, I can't tell. It was a couple different interviews, just one interview with different pieces have been placed around. Um, but anyway, from what I've read, you know, he kind of hammered home the diversity thing. And, and my problem is that if your sole purpose of doing this is um, to not tell good stories, but to rather um, have uh, diverse heroes, then you've kind of already lost me. Because if you're if you're telling me that, hey, you know, we're gonna make these diverse heroes, and and that's that's our sole point. I would rather you tell me my our sole point is going to make great stories. We're just going to have these characters, and the characters have already been established. It's not like it's uh, it's something new, you know. And that's what uh, you know. During the interview, you said, well, you know, with the Marvel and DC with their diversity, you know, the problem is that they have. They have these characters coming up that are they're wearing the mantle of um, somebody else who was who was white, and so they're not their own characters. And I I kind of disagree with that in some ways. And I'm also thinking that the guy, um, you know, talking, it's like, well, you weren't part of Milestone in the beginning. You know, you just kind of jumped on board here, and so you're doing exactly the same thing. You're you know bringing these characters up that aren't yours. And but anyway, that's I digress. I just. Uh, I hope that they do justice to the characters because I really did enjoy. Um, I haven't read all of Milestone, but I've read a good bit, and I, I have enjoyed um, a lot of what they had. Of course, Static, you know, was my favorite one. It seems to be everybody's favorite one. Just so well put together uh, and so well done. I mean, um, Static is kind of uh, he had he has a lot of the same problems that we had in, in early Spider-Man. You know, he's trying to to be a hero and work a job, and go to high school, and be a good son, and be a good brother, and uh, he has all this stuff going on, and it's like, people were, you know, it's like when something happens, he has to explain his whereabouts, and it's just, it's it's time management, you know, that's, it's a, it's a book about time management is what it comes down to, and you just, um, you feel his pain, and something happens, you're like, well, how's he going to explain this, and how's he going to explain that, you know, and he's like, always dodging a bullet, I mean, with Peter Parker, he was, you know, he was a, a photographer, so you kind of make your own hours, right? But with Static, he worked these jobs where, you know, the hours were there and he had to go and do it. And, and he had to be there and be present. There was somebody keeping an eye on him. And so it made things a little bit more complicated. But um, anyway, I'm, I'm excited that they're doing this. I'm excited. I'm hoping that um, with Milestone, you know, Valiant was the last real big startup we had, you know, uh, you know bringing things back. And, and my... Uh, you know, one of my problems with Valiant is that uh, they sign an exclusive deal with Comixology, and and not and and the books are just too damn expensive. I'm not paying four dollars for a digital book. I'm just not. Um, 
especially when I can buy the paper ones cheaper. And I'm kind of hoping that Milestone sees the light and um, with their idea of a progressive agenda, um, tries to publish in a more progressive manner, either having uh, even either even having their own digital app. I don't care, but pricing the book somewhere, um, you know, if you're buying a digital digital version or having enough sales or, or uh, not just being exclusive, kind of putting it on the different uh, apps and different ways of getting it, you know. Um, so that, you know, we want to pick up the books, we can do it as is now like with Valiant, I kind of wait for sales, but I end up falling woefully behind in the stories and I've kind of just fallen. I mean, I love Valiant stuff, but I'm not paying $4 for a digital book. I'm just not, it's just, I mean, people can debate that, but I'm just not, it's just too much. And, uh, so I try to wait for the 99 cent sales and then I buy up whatever's available, you know, at 99 cents, they just had a, a Eternal Warrior sale on, uh, Comixology and, and I already bought the, uh, the last ones, but there's a couple of new ones that I haven't picked up yet, so I picked those up for 99 cents and haven't read them yet, but I try to get an entire story art before I sit down and read them, but uh, that's kind of how I buy stuff digitally. Other than that, we've had Snowpocalypse here, where it just keeps snowing. It's uh, finally done. This is the first day we've had school this week, and it was a two-hour delay because the roads were so uh, so bad, and uh, the snow doesn't really bother me. I mean, I've been around snow my entire life. I mean, I've never lived in an area where we haven't had uh, a ton of snow. Um, I'm not a big fan of the cold as I get older, though. I, I could, that could go away anytime soon. Um, <clears throat> but because we've been kind of shut in and the roads have been so bad, we can't really do anything. It's it's been kind of uh, a lazy weekend. My weekend's Monday and Tuesday for my daughter and I. She uh, she recently bought a. a uh, DS has been playing Pokemon, and I have been uh, playing Shadows of Mordor. Neither one of us are big gamers, but when we find a game we like, it's kind of hard to uh, to not play. And uh, for me, well, for both of us, there's always so many other things we, we want to do that just kind of carving out time to do that, you kind of feel guilty, you know, just sitting here playing a game, but you can't do anything else. So it was the perfect uh, opportunity to kind of be a couch potato and... Uh, and do our thing, and then yesterday I had bought uh, Cowboy Bebop on Blu-ray, and uh, so I was watching it, and she was watching a show she liked in her bedroom, and so we just kept kind of shouting back and forth, see what was going on, but just kind of sat around being worthless, you know, and then she came to me, and she's like, you know, she goes, I feel so worthless today, she goes, I haven't done anything, I just sat here and watched TV, and I said, well, there's nothing that we can really do, you can't really go outside, you can't really go anywhere, so you kind of stuck here, you know, and uh, both of us are fairly active and, you know, like I was kind of chomping the bit to try to see if I could hit 100 miles of running in January and I, there's no way I can run in this, you can't even see the road. Um, so um, we haven't really been, uh, if both of us are fairly active at the gym and trying to um, eat better and, and be better and it just, and we just were just lazy, lazy people um, the last couple of days, but um, Shadow Mordor cannot recommend that game enough. Oh my God, it's so much fun. And, uh, so that's kind of what's been going on in, uh, in my realm here. So that's all I got to say for now. I will, uh, talk to everybody later. 